Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 11 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I am joined by my co-host for the Box Office Beatdown Show from LC Screen Talk and the Cinemania page, uh, Larry. Larry, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. How is it over there up in Denver? Denver's doing good. <laughs> Doing nice. well. It's actually the weather has gotten nice recently, so yeah, it's been been good. So chilly out here. It's like fifty degrees oh, is out. It? Not too bad, <laughs> you know. It's not the greatest. Um. All right, so let's get right into it. If you if you if you're new to the show, everyone, this is a show. I mean, if you couldn't tell by the title, this is a show we just name off the top five box office of the weekend each weekend and talk about all the numbers and what they all mean. And all that stuff. So let's get right into it. We have the weekend of May third, the first weekend of May, uh, with movies. It's gonna be a big, a packed month, but we'll get right. In, we'll get into that later on in the show. And this week we saw the opening releases for Long Shot, The Intruder, Ugly Dolls, and El Chicano, as well as the second weekend for the Avengers Endgame. So, Larry, right off the bat. Not sure why I'm asking you this, but what came at number one this weekend? Easily topping the box office for the second weekend in a row is Avengers Endgame, dropping 59% for $145.8 million. That brings Avengers domestic total up to $619.7 million, and the worldwide box office up to $2.188 billion. So a few things with this, uh, a little bit shocking, I would say, is that it fell just enough to miss out on the record for highest second weekend ever, coming in just under The Force Awakens. So it's not able to take that crown away, but it is the second highest second weekend ever. And the big news is at $2.188 billion, it is now the second highest grossing film worldwide of all time, taking that from Titanic. So we have finally broken up that James Cameron duo at the top of the worldwide box office. <laughs> you know, this, um, I woke up this morning and I saw these numbers a couple like an hour or so. They just they just released. Like box office keeps refreshing, telling me that they're um updating and stuff like that. But you listen, I I saw these numbers and I just go back to when that statement from James Cameron came along when he was talking about James Wan, Aquaman reaching one billion and all that stuff, and you know him talking about oh you know come at me when you have two in the top. Two, uh, two movies make a make two billion dollars of being the top two grossing films of all time, and this is makes me very very exciting. Listen, I I don't want to promote this like battle between us superhero fans and James Cameron, but I listen. I was satisfied. The words I thought about when I saw these numbers and that it has finally broken that duo, like you said, was I hope they remember you, Titanic which was coined from Thanos' last year, and we finally have a perfectly balanced, as it all should be, in the box office. And we have it's crazy, because you hear $2.2 billion for an Avengers movie or any kind of movie, and that's like usually, okay, wow, that's how they closed off. We're only in week two, you yeah. know? So it's just, it's only going to go up from here, and I just, I, I, I can't wait to see how this all, like, 
I cannot wait to see how this all ends because, of course, next week is going to have some competition with Detective Pikachu, and right now it's tracking eighty to a hundred million. So that's probably going to take it. That's probably going to hit Endgame a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it, but overall still because you know when you have the worldwide numbers, it's going to go up. And six hundred and nineteen million dollars domestically in its second weekend is like ridiculous, but it's it's great, you know. So um, it's crazy. I'm I'm very very excited. It already like it already like surpassed its budget. The budget was three fifty six. Uh, yeah. Um, plus uh, probably a little more because they market the hell out of these movies. But yeah. you know, it's just great. I think it's a really really good feat for them. What a way to cap off these 22 movies with this much revenue yes. coming in for it. And I just, I wanted to take that Avatar throne so bad. I know. I, I'm we'll so see. sick I'm of... Hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so sick of so sick of those blue people. I just hope it passes Avatar. And, and it's third, and it, like only being in its second week, it probably, I mean, it's, it's gonna. But that day when it, like, I mean, we're gonna have, like, a breaking news episode or something when that happens, but it's going to be great, and I can't wait. Yeah, and of course, Titanic in particular is a big feat because looking at it, uh, that's the only non-2000s movie in the $1 billion club at all, uh, other than Jurassic Park after the re-releases and then Phantom Menace. So mm-hmm. to be that high, it's the only one, obviously, that made over $2 billion. But Titanic, I mean, it's held very well. It's had a good run at number two. Um, so... 1997 film still up at number three without inflation. I mean, that is quite the the feat. But I hope that Endgame can now go catch that other James Cameron film. Plus, when you look at these top five, we now have five films who have passed $2 billion worldwide. So Avatar is number one, Endgame is number two, then Titanic, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Avengers Endgame. So Disney has three out of the top five worldwide grocers of all time. So Disney and James Cameron are the only peeps in there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that really doesn't surprise me. At all, just because like Disney, I mean, I look at the year that Disney's gonna have, and I just like, like, I mean, can I have like a portion of that? I mean, you right. know, because Lion King, Toy Story, Star right. Wars at the end of the year, this is just gonna be a massacre kind of year for these for this studio. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think like watching Avengers Endgame do this well certainly has me excited for the future of the MCU. I'm sure like. You know, the fatigue of the MCU is not there because literally, like, all this money is, 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 it's crazy to me. And I, and I, I saw Avengers again yesterday morning for the fifth time. Um, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I have no shame. That's probably my last time in the theater, but you know, cause I still, you know, what's crazy about the movie is that, like, I've seen it, like, you know, I've seen it so many times, but when the weekend comes around and I see that everyone's still going to it and theaters are packed, I still feel left out, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to be a part of that again, you know, so yeah. that's what I did, so I went yesterday morning, and it was great, packed theater, like, the theaters are still really crowded for this yeah. movie, so it's it's really nice to see and stuff, so I know, I'm really excited, you know. Yeah, I went into IMAX yesterday. My, just my third time. I am actually planning a fourth, though. So I'll okay, so don't come at more. me, then. Don't come at me and be like, oh, my God, Dwayne. <laughs> it's okay. I saw Wonder Woman seven times in the theaters. Oh, um, so there's a couple... <laughs> 
that's my record though is seven with Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, and my IMAX screening was like pretty much completely full. I think maybe the front row was open and a couple seats here and there, but it was crazy. Yeah. So what are you um after your third time? What do you think? Still love it and stuff? Yeah, I still love it. It solidified its position within my ranking. I'm not going to give that away because it hasn't been posted quite yet. But, um, yeah, I, I do. I think it's really good. And my initial problems, I, I don't know if it's just now that I'm on my third time, I know what I'm getting into. Um, because I think my initial problems have definitely weakened as I've seen it. So I would have to agree, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe, I think that's probably the case, is I just, I now know <laughs> what I'm watching, and mm. that's those problems I just scra- scoot right on by to get to the m- moments I love, which is most of the film, so. Well, see, now I'm interested. Okay, guys, uh, real quick, we'll get into the, you know, second, third, and fourth, and fifth position in the box office, but I- I'm very interested. Um, Spoiler warning, uh, everyone, maybe, like, just a couple minutes, but spoiler warning. I'll, I'll put I'll put a um I'll put time slots when I post this and stuff. But um yeah, so I'm curious what what was something that you didn't like? What was something that you that that kind of you didn't really like while you were watching it? Like some of your problems because there is problems. I mean, there's not like it's not perfect. Um, yeah, it's great, but it's not perfect. What's um uh, what was like? I'm I'm just I'm just curious, you know. Certainly. Well, one of them, I know there's like a battle online right now. Actually, I'm seeing it all over Twitter. I'm seeing it on Facebook, even the battle over Thor. And I come in on the side that I did not love how he was handled in the film, Uh, Mm. more so than just his physical appearance, because who cares? I mean, obviously, the depression part, the the mental working through his own mental problems with what happened is completely fine with me and the physicality that comes with that I actually think is great but it's just kind of the way the film itself treated him he he felt like a punchline almost the entire movie he just kind of felt like a joke to me um and even in that last battle I mean he's virtually useless I mean the whole movie it's almost like what did Thor even do I mean Rocket did the whole thing on their mission. I mean, he got that closure moment with his mom, which I'm really actually was one of my favorite moments of the movie. I loved that. And I loved it. He had scenes that I loved and I loved him passing it off to Valkyrie. I loved that right, last movie with right. the Guardians. But when looking back on the film, he was just like, wait, what did Thor actually do in here? Right. <laughs> he got his butt whooped on the battlefield and that's about it. Well, besides, I agree. The, besides actually killing Thanos in the beginning, yeah. um, I definitely, I agree because I was coming off of Infinity War on such a high for Thor and like wondering yeah. what's he going to do in this one. He has that new weapon. I'm so pumped and stuff like that. And then I, I, I kind of, I, I'd have to agree. Like I wouldn't have mind... I wouldn't have mind the whole, like, you know, chubby Thor and all that <laughs> stuff if it wasn't played as such a joke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, it, if, if if like, he turns around, he's big, you get the big laugh moment when he's, you know, yeah. you know like, he, you see him at his lowest yeah. of lows, but it kept going the entire movie. You know, I liked, I preferred to see more of, I preferred to see more brooding Hulk. I mean, brooding Thor in the beginning yeah. when he was just quiet and standoffish and he wasn't talking to anyone. I wanted to see more of that. You know, but um, yeah, I I totally like although like it wasn't like a big thing for me, but coming out of it, I definitely was like, eh. I mean, like even the part like the part at the end when he does pass it off to Valkyrie, which I love because I just I just rewatched Ragnarok earlier today as well. You know, I loved I love Valkyrie, and I'm glad she was in it. She was so 
badass in that damn Pegasus, um, yes. you know, in that battle and stuff. She was so great. So I love that he passed it off to her. Yeah. But then even in that shot, when he's shaking her hand, they zoom in on his belly. So you can like, so you can laugh again. And I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah. You know, it, gets, it got a little old. I, I, I'd have to agree. Yeah, that was my biggest problem. And then I realized in this process uh, between Arrival and Interstellar and all of these movies, uh, time travel movies are a bit of a hard sell for me. Just because, I don't know, I guess I can't, I overthink. I'm an overthinker, and thus I start really just like my mind goes into overdrive. (laughs) <laughs> and some of the things in Endgame, I think that I haven't really read what the directors have said. I know they've tried to kind of explain some of what is going on, but some of the logic didn't quite make sense because I thought some characters were able to do things with the time travel, like Captain America, what he does at the end, but it didn't feel consistent to me with what some of the other rules they had established because obviously this is different as they say in the film than the the time traveling we've get, gotten in other stuff or whatever and obviously I'm no physicist I don't know all of the rules <laughs> of time travel but it just seemed a little bit wonky and inconsistent so I again I think maybe the first time my mind was really going into overdrive of like wait a minute why can they do this but this person can't do this or blah 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 but once I saw it the next two times you know I just I was over that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. A, a lot of a lot of people it was interesting too with with the uh movie because um I agree about the time travel too because then at the end when like some when someone dies like Black Widow like we're in spoilers but Black Widow when she dies they're like oh she can't come back and I'm like well why I mean I mean you know what I mean they, it's like oh they can't come back she can't come back he can't come back um or like yeah. Gamora like Gamora so she didn't come back but did she get snapped. Yeah. I guess that's a mystery we're going to solve in Guardians 3. Did she get snapped when Tony did the snap? Was she able to stay in their universe? Or did she just go back and we're done with Gamora? Like, yeah, And if she did, how did she go back? Because they broke... I mean, I guess they could have used what Captain America used at the very end, but then we would have had to see it. I don't know. I just have some questions. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I totally, I totally agree. That's why it was at, that's why it would have been on my mind the entire episode. I was like, oh, I wonder what, yeah. I wonder what you didn't like. We could, you know, I've been talking, you know, Alex and I did the spoiler review on Tuesday and then, you know, I've spoken with, you know, we've all spoken about it in, in the chat about Avengers and stuff like that. And, you know, it is like, you know, I do really, really enjoy it, of course, but of course it's like a little bit of qualms that I, you know, that I'm like, eh, you know, like, you know, like. I, I I wish for the sake I mean the the A Force at the the A Force team up at the end was so dope but I I I wish like the the female characters that they mostly spend time on uh, in this movie is Black Widow and Nebula those are the two primary yeah. you know but I I'm just so I'm I'm like so over this like standard that like when it's a team up movie you gotta have at least one or two girls up in in Captain Marvel I'm like okay she's gonna be the third girl going along with with them in this whole journey but then she's like I gotta leave and I'm like damn that leaves two um you know what I mean and I'm just like of course and then like when they get the Soul Stone a girl dies again yeah. you know like Gamora last year and I'm just like I wish like one at least I wish like one of the females from you know from infinity war or from their team up could have been there like i mean valkyrie could have been on the trip too but i you know i understand they wanted to focus on the six main avengers but that's my whole 
as far as the MCU, that's like my whole problem with it is how they've treated yeah. female characters. And don't get me wrong, like like Scarlet Witch kicking Thanos' ass oh, was amazing. That was like one of my favorite moments of the whole right. movie. <laughs> that was amazing because we saw how powerful she was when she was stopping his fucking gauntlet in the yeah. last movie when it was all when all the stones was in there. And then Captain Marvel saving the day. I love that. And and oh, by the way, this argument of oh Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch are way too overpowered. Oh, Shut okay. up, because if it was Thor or whoever, y'all don't say shit. Shut up or not with that, all right? No, all right? Scarlet it's Witch. Great. They they handicapped Scarlet Witch for way too many movies. Way so too I'm long, glad they're though. finally unleashing what she can do. <laughs> way too long. I totally agree. I'm like I'm like, dude, Scarlet Witch, man, take take her like freaking take her cover up off and let her go like you know in this movie and i'm excited that you know in the future we're probably gonna see more but like you know in this movie she was great she was ripping off his his armor i was like oh my jesus um she's so dope and then the a force thing was awesome i love me some rescue you know pepper Potts was in there I love all of that, but I, I do wish, like, it's so, it was so jarring at the end, like, when they were figuring out that Scarlet Witch is dead, you got, like, seven dudes, you know what I mean, I'm like, guys, let's just put some more characters in there as far as them, and, like, you know, um, and, and the, the MCU, like, listen, they, I don't think they would have, I don't know, it, it, it'll sound weird, but this is just my take, but I don't think they would have done a, a, a female forward mcu movie until they didn't until wonder woman they saw how good wonder woman was and how the re the critic reception in the box office was and then right after wonder woman is when we got like announcements pretty much for captain marvel and stuff like that you know so i this whole black widow movie coming out next year that should have been done in like 2010 you know but um you know i that was just my only thing about that too i wish there was more um, I liked Nebula, I liked Black Widow, but I wish there was more female um, heroes that they was, like, you know, doing this journey with, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, was there anything else from Endgame? I just wanted to get right <laughs> No, I, I think I'm good. Alright, so let's get right back into the box office. Uh, number two, I'm disappointed at what came in number two, but go ahead. Yes. So spoilers <laughs> are done, people, come on back. <laughs> so, at number two, we have The Intruder, which brought in $11 million, and it looks like it only opened here domestically. And it only opened in 2,222 theaters, which is the lowest theater count out of the top five, actually, even underneath Captain Marvel, which has nine weeks in the theaters. So, uh, this is another one I, I kind of knew. Scream Gems is infamous for not making very good films. Let's just call it what it is. But they're also pretty good at opening these little thrillers at a pretty decent amount. And here's another example where I think The Intruder, if it wasn't going against Avengers Endgame, so I think we should all be a little bit thankful it came out this weekend, I think could have gotten into like the high teens. Um, because, I don't know, these little black-led thrillers in particular, the break, Breaking In, all of those type of movies Gabrielle Union, they they get a nice little number going, and here we have it again. Screen gems, just they know how to market them. Oh, I, I did you see this movie by the way? I did. I did. Oh God. Um, I saw it yesterday after Endgame, and I don't know why. Yeah, I, I knew you were dreading it. So yeah, I I saw it just because I was like, listen, Dwayne, if you gotta. You know, take this movie criticism serious. You gotta see even the bad ones. I knew it was gonna be shit. When I, I mean, saw the trailers, terrible. I just... 
I mean, I knew the, I know the company, I know their games, I know how these end. They end mm-hmm. with, they end with some B movie kind of action movie, and someone, I, someone says a cheesy line before they kill whoever. You know, I just knew it. And that's exactly what oh, this yeah. was. You know, um, if it's about Straight. a family. If it's if it's like about a family movie, they're gonna say you mess with the wrong family, or you mess with the wrong house, or f you, or you know goodbye, good riddance, and then they shoot him or whatever. It was just dumb. Um, so I I I have to agree with you though. Like if this came out in September, it would have done like twenty something million or nineteen yeah, million. It really would have. That's the sad part about this. But thank God Avengers kind of took wiped it out a little bit. I guess, but number two, guys, come on. Why do you like these movies? Like, I don't get it, but, I mean, it has an audience. I will give The Intruder, I guess, this. This is not an endorsement to go pay to see it in the theater. It definitely has qualities of one of those films that is just so bad that I had a little bit of fun with it. I mean, Dennis Quaid is just over the top. Like, I mean, Dennis Quaid is living his full life in this movie. Uh, And it's one of the most insane performances I've seen since maybe a Nick Cage performance back in the day. Because, it, I mean, he is bonkers in this movie. (laughs) But he definitely makes it, like, entertaining to watch because he's just so crazy. But, yeah, I mean, there are definitely moments to, like, laugh at and have fun with. But in the most ironic of ways yeah yeah i i i guess i i don't know i guess i i agree i mean if you put this on with <laughs> friends if you put this on with like your movie friends that you know you're all like truth or dare you're all gonna shit on it but you know it, there's this i don't know i just man and i and i and every year i wish there wasn't one of these movies but there's gonna be <laughs> oh, there's I mean, gonna again, be yeah, one green gems knows how to make the cash off of them so they're gonna keep on making them <laughs> yeah same cast and everything i guess i don't know that michael ely i don't know i just Got and, and it, that's another thing too about him is that like i've always liked him and i i just wonder why he takes these i mean he's these roles you know and megan good i've never been a fan of megan good um but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, All right, so what came at number three? So in at number three is Long Shot, which brought in $10.02 million in its opening weekend. This one opened in just over 3,000 theaters. And worldwide, it brought in $13.325 million. So... Uh, I'm sure a little bit of a disappointing open for a film starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, especially with the really great reviews it had received and the really strong early buzz out of South by Southwest. Um, But it was able to just break over that $10 million mark. And uh, I'm interested to see, will the the positive reviews help it? Because I noticed that audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, I know, the dreaded audience score, wasn't all that high. I think it was in its 60s. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how it's received moving forward. Yeah, I... Um... I am a huge fan of this movie. It's my second favorite movie of the year. Oh. Um, yeah, very, very. I really, really do enjoy. I really did enjoy it. Um, and I wanted it. I, I, you know, it's a, it's, it's very. Uh, it has a, these. This 
Avengers doing this well has its pros and cons, but then again, studios should have known that, like, yeah. that, like, one to two week marker, you gotta put your, if you want to expect it to do so well, like, Ugly Dolls, what were you thinking? You know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't looking forward to Ugly Dolls, but I know that there could have been an audience for that movie, and we'll get into that in the next slot, but, um, you know, long shot movies like that, I feel like could have been... I don't know, like August, maybe next month, maybe like to couple of a couple of more weeks, maybe like you know November. You know what I mean? I just like I yeah. feel like this is if if you expect your movie to do really well and you want it to do really well and you put a budget on it, coming out two weeks and if if Endgame would have kept if Endgame would have kept the uh, release date of this week, it it would have been going up against mm-hmm. Endgame. What what are you thinking? Yeah, you that know, that would have so, been insane. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just looking at some of these figures, and moving away from just audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, it only got a B on Cinema Score, which is less than you would hope. I would have thought maybe this film could have gotten in the A A minus range, and the, a good point is brought up. Looking at the breakdown of the audiences. All th- all of the new releases, when you're looking at the three big ones, The Intruder, Longshot, and even Ugly Dolls, all skewed heavier to females. So not only were they competing against Avengers Endgame in its second weekend doing huge numbers, they were all like targeting the exact same audience. They were targeting female viewers in an already uh, like skim pickings type of weekend. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I just... um. Yeah, that's just my stand on on like you know on these kind of on 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 these kind of movies that you do put like okay, The Intruder, they're fine with with how they came out. The budget was only eight million, and they yeah. they got it back this weekend. But I mean, of course, even them, they would have made a higher a higher budget if they came out in that September, you know, in that in those dead spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of summer or like September, this is not a summer movie. I don't know what you're thinking, but um, long shot as well. Uh, it could have benefited at you know coming out in a later date or even like midsummer or something. I don't know, but just going up against Endgame, you gotta know. Like last week, we saw nothing go up against Endgame, and then this week, I felt like it should have been the same. Um, next week we have Pikachu. Um, Pikachu. So we'll see. But um, yeah, that's just I don't know. You know, yeah. unfortunate for long shot because I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people really seem to love it. Yeah, and uh, all right, so number four, what do we have? So at number four, we have the next new release of the weekend, and that is Ugly Dolls, the first animated feature from STX Sticks, and it brought in $8.51 million here domestic, and it looks like it has not yet opened around the globe yet. Um, So it has a $45 million budget, so there is definitely work to be done for Ugly Dolls, and we just mentioned direct competition in Detective Pikachu coming out next weekend. No, it's not animated, but it's definitely going for the family crowd. So Ugly Dolls didn't even get to that 10 million marker it came in right about actually what i personally was anticipating it to open with so uh, it's an uphill battle for this film but those trailers i know were getting roasted online so it was not <laughs> going to do well and, I, and i'll proudly say that i was one of them i hated this trailer when i saw it in theaters i forget what movie i was watching it before 
I was watching, I think it was Spider-Verse, and it played, and I said, what in God's name is this movie? Why is Pitbull a doll? I don't know. I was just like, no, nope, not for me. Um, Not going to go see it. Don't plan on, to, on going to see it. Did you see it? Is it good? I, I did see it, uh, and I mean, it's not terrible. Um, It's not good, but it's not terrible. I think it's, I mean, it's, a, it's an all right, fine movie animated film for younger kids it's definitely aimed at smaller children so but i mean it shouldn't have been made a film was my final thing it should have just been a tv series but apparently they are doing a tv series and this was just like a promo i guess to kick it off i don't know but it should have just started (laughs) off and stayed a television series honestly yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, $45 million budget, $8 million bucks opening weekend domestically, 3,000 plus theaters. I mean, yeah, that's not good. Another so, case of a, another animated film that really is bombing. Uh, we had Lego Movie 2 underperform. We had Wonder Park just bomb. And now we're having Ugly Dolls following right in suit. Missing Link has not done well. So it's been a rough year outside yeah. of How to Train Your Dragon for animation. I was getting ready to say that. Um, and you're totally right. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we'll see how the rest of the year... I don't Obviously, know how much... Toy Story 4 right. and Secret Life of Pets 2 both will perform well. So they those will. two are coming to save the day soon. But woo! Yeah. Which I'm excited for both. I mean, Toy Story 4 still doesn't need to be a thing, but uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 looks kind of funny. They showed the trailer yesterday before Endgame. Looks hilarious, so that should be fun, too. Um, I know we also have that... You know, What's that? I don't think it's going to do well, but that movie with the bird that Will Smith, he turned into like oh, a bird. Uh, like Smith. the disguise by... Yeah. Disguise or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like disguise. that. I don't think that I don't think that's gonna do well. Little but Tom um, Holland in his yeah. first animated film. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I see that one doing, but we'll see. It's it's been a, it's been a rough year for animated, as you said. Last year was like really good for animated, and then this year is just kind of tough. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, and last but not least, in the number five spot, what do we have? Last but not least, Captain Marvel suspends a ninth week in the top five at the box office, bringing in $4.27 million in its ninth week, which brings its domestic total up to $420.8 million, and its worldwide total up to $1.12 billion. So, Captain Marvel, it dropped 48% in its ninth weekend, but still under 50, so has to be pretty happy with that, and it just keeps on trekking. Nine uh, weekends yeah. in the top five. Nine weekends, uh, 48% drop from last week, minus 192 theaters, uh, 4 million bucks, top five, I dig it. You know, good yeah. for them. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, of course we were talking about this last week. I definitely didn't see it dropping this low. I thought it would be like number three, at <laughs> least. Um, but um, number five spot. I mean, I'm not. It's not like a bummer, you know. That it's nine weeks in the top five. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great, you know. So I mean, good for that. Yep. And then really the only other big news of the weekend is El Chicano, which opened in only yeah. six hundred and five theaters. But opened to a terrible $700,432. So, no. Uh, this is another one. If it's in, if one of those 605 theaters is near you and you're interested, uh, you better start running. Maybe tonight go watch this movie because 
It ain't going to be there for long, y'all. So, I wow. I mean, I guess I thought the marketing was off for this. I didn't really hear about it. I don't really know too much about this distribution studio. Uh, Blair Cl- Blyercliff? I'm not sure. I don't know them. I'm not very familiar with them. And I just, yeah, this they did hold a screening here. But from what I heard, I wasn't able to see it at the screening. It wasn't great. So, oof. I, um... <clears throat> one of my favorite one of my favorite things is when like you don't you're confused about something <clears throat> and it's just like Briarcliff. I don't know what they are, who <laughs> they are. And listen, yeah. I saw one TV spot for this movie. Yeah. I don't I think it was on Spike or like Paramount oh, Network my. and like at like 11 p.m. So, I mean, I didn't see this movie doing well at all. Listen, I thought it looked cool. I was like, oh, all right. I mean, it looks interesting, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to make my way. There's just too much stuff to watch. It, it has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, means like it wasn't really good. Um, yeah, I didn't expect this to do much at all. Listen, I was at, I was trying to, I was trying earlier to look at this list. Where is Hellboy? I it's vanished. It's vanished. It's just vanished from the face of the earth. They've God. erased it. I keep... When Tony Stark snapped his fingers. Oh shoot, that's spoiler again. Sorry, y'all. Um, but when when a new finger snapped happened that helps to save the world, he saved humanity and erased Hellboy in the process. Listen, oh, I keep refreshing gosh. this damn page. I keep, I keep like maybe my computer's glitching, but I'm not. I'm all the way at the bottom of 41 movies, you know, and I see That's no true. Hellboy. I see That's the only H E I see is her smell. Um, I just don't see Hellboy. It's vanished. Yeah, it's gone. It's, just, it's, it's done. It's done for the White Crow over here. Expanded, made, didn't quite get to hundred. I mean, after I'm surprised that still is even on here. Um, after. How's after doing? All the way down at number twenty. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, come on now. That Aretha Franklin documentary though is holding tough. I just saw it. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's making at least a little bit of money, and that's I guess that's not too surprising because last year we had so many breakout hit documentaries between "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the Whitney documentary did pretty well, RBG everybody loved, even that Pope Francis documentary, uh, the one that ended up winning the Oscar. Um, Oh God, a free solo. I was like, I'm blanking. Yeah, so we had, there was a lot of really interesting documentaries that people were really buzzing about. Um, And I think Amazing Grace is the second one because Apollo 11 was big buzz early in the year. Amazing Grace hasn't quite got to that level, but I think people have really responded well to it. So uh, yeah, it's always nice to see these little documentaries trucking along. Right. It's going to be tougher and tougher to see Little Woods because... It's all the way back to 37, oh, number yeah. 37, and, you know, I've, I've been trying to look for it, and it's not playing anywhere in Boston. I guess I missed it last couple weeks ago, oh. so, um, yeah, I wanted to check that out, but, yeah, I just keep searching for the it's time. Already, it's, so. Yeah, and it's already, like, shredding theaters. Yeah. It's yeah. dropped to 13 theaters, so it's only in 16 total now. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily it's, the, it's the beginning of the year, and I know it'll be released somewhere, you know, for just, you know, to watch watch on streaming or something like that um and it's not like last year when movies came out in like november and i had to get my top my rankings in and that was just stressful to try to see everything that i had to see but um it's only it's only may so we'll see um but yeah i guess that is that is the box office for this weekend everyone um 
Thank you guys for joining us as always. Sorry if we Oof. if we um you know took a little bit of a break with that uh you know spoiler talk a little bit, but you know why not you know all right. Larry. The next weekend is a packed one, though. Yeah, what do we have? Uh, next we have weekend. Detective Pikachu's the big release. Uh, so do you think it'll be able to take away that top spot from Endgame? Um, that'll, be the, that'll be the big contest. If Endgame drops 60% again, I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll I, drop 60 I mean, it might. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel I, I, it's tough because I do think P- Detective Pikachu is going to do really well. But um, Endgame made 145, and and Pikachu is is tracking like 80 to 100. So I wow. do think it'll take I do think it'll take that one spot, and then Endgame will be number two clearly. Um, and then you know besides Pikachu, we have the Hustle, and we have Palms, and we have Tolkien, uh, for next week. So one of I, those I really see making any sort of splash is maybe the Hustle. Yeah, um, for the ladies and stuff like that, you I'm know. I'm thinking, like, maybe mid to high teens, though. Uh, Pops, yeah. I, I don't think is going to take oh, off. Um, and then Tolkien, Tolkien. I also... I, I'm actually curious why they're even releasing Tolkien that, into that many theaters. Uh, it's just another weird one. But it hasn't gotten good reviews, so why do a platform release when it's going to get roasted? So yeah. I don't know about all that. But yeah, yeah I haven't heard good things about Tolkien, which is not good for a biopic, certainly. Uh, yeah, the hustle, like I said, you know, AMC is doing that. Um, AMC is doing the girls' night out thing that, that they do for these kind of films, which I, yeah. um, I always want to go to them, but I'm like, I don't want to be the only guy there. <laughs> a, <laughs> well, because you can see it early and stuff. So they, no, you know, yeah, they show it on Wednesday. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I want to go, but then I, I feel weird. So y'all can have it. Y'all have fun. Um, Thanks. but yeah, the hustle, I definitely do want to check out. I want to, um. Looks kind of funny. I like I like Anne Hathaway. I love me some Rebel Wilson. So I'll try to check that out. Maybe Friday after I see Pikachu on Thursday. We'll see. Um, Token, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, Palms, I actually do want to see. But I know it's just not going to be. I know these are the movies that aren't, aren't going to do well. Like Palms and Token. The Hustle, like you said, a good teens. Like, you know, I, I could see like 15 million. Maybe, maybe a little lower. A little lower. Palms, but, I think it could. If Palms is good then I think it could have legs similar to something like Book Club last year, which, of course, didn't open big, but it held on and made a decent amount for what it what it saw or what the budget was so again palms is targeting an older demographic those people don't typically like feel the need to rush out on opening weekends like us Mm. crazy like young fans do (laughs) older audiences take their time they'll go see it in a couple weeks or so um but so if it's good it could have legs but i just don't see it opening all that big to start yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you. I know I'm um, kind of bummed <clears throat> that both Palms and The Hustle are screening here on Wednesday. So I have to make up my mind on which one I'm going to see, and then I'll see the other one on Thursday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I wasn't able to get that Pikachu screening last week. Oh, no. So, yeah, it looks like it looks like Thursday it is. I mean, I already got my ticket just in case. But, um, yeah, I'm excited because I'm hearing good things from you, and Tyler liked it and stuff. So that's going to be interesting. And no, The Hustle, no. I'll check out. Friday or so. I'm definitely seeing Detective Pikachu again because you get like little collectible cards when you see it oh opening weekend. <laughs> so I'll be there at AMC opening weekend. 
<laughs> oh my god um all right guys that is episode 11 of the box office beatdown show thank you guys for listening as always um you know really appreciate you guys listening to this show i did not think this show would have uh, so many like people who are willing to listen to it you know when we started it i just you know figured larry and i love box office why not do it show but you know people like box office i guess it's an interesting topic you know uh look forward to a couple couple weeks we'll try to have some guests on the show and stuff here and there. We'll see how that goes. And then tonight we have episode four of Throne Watch, which is our Game of Thrones recap show. Larry will be back tonight. Um, Larry will be back tonight. Possibly Christina and possibly Brett from the Morning Movies show. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Larry, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. Yes, and you can find us everywhere as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Podbean, Spotify, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We will talk to you guys soon. We'll see you next week for episode 12. Lots to talk about continuing. And if anything happens with Avengers this week, be sure Larry and I will try to be back and talk about it. So (laughs) thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.